See My People will hear is our theory of how a podcast can bring you bliss. Every listener is a cog in motion. Well, that's the notion of Matt and Chris. One man listens and one man shares it. And one man loves it for the premise. We keep streaming and you keep glimming. Five stars, five stars for Matt and Chris. Hallelujah. Discontinued. Products on display. Speed up the beat. Speed up the beat, man. Hallelujah. Let's get started. Grab your earbuds and climb aboard. to discontinued on display i don't think we can ever do anything that is going to top your intro in the history of this podcast and the future of it moving forward my name is matt and of course you just heard chris in the intro hi everybody i went i went ham i was like what am i going to do to introduce today's topic that like is funny and clever and a little bit different um, and Matt was really excited about this topic. I was like, I have to, I have to do a callback. We have to do a callback to the one and only ragtime. Yes. Yes. Ragtime, baby. I mean, the only thing we're missing is success. I'm JP Morgan, the wealthiest success. man in the world. <laughs> so we did it. I, I sang my parody I, of the Henry Ford song because yes. today we're talking about Six Flags Auto World. From Flint, Michigan, and of course, the Ford Museum, which we're not talking about, is in, I believe that's in Detroit, Michigan. That's in Detroit. We'll probably talk about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, be real. like, the whole, like, the concept of cars, that's how we got there. But yeah, we're talking about a, a car amusement park of all crazy things, but from, from where my co-host was created. Yes. <laughs> Um, so I, I'm sure I've mentioned this on the pod that I, I grew up in Flint, Michigan. So I was born and raised there. I spent the first 18 years of my life there. Um, when I went away to college, that was still my home. It was not until like three or four years back than when my parents moved, um, cause my dad retired that, um, I, I no longer have a, like, I mean, I have homes in Flint that I could very easily crash at, but you get the idea. So I am very, very familiar with Flint. And so when we were doing, uh, when I was doing the research for, uh, uh, you know, what what topics we're going to do for this season, which, by the way, we're coming to the end of. I, I, I just we're realized, getting close. Yeah, I was like, well, this yeah, one's gone fast. Yeah, it's gone super fast. So um, when I saw Six Flags Auto World, I was like, oh, my God, like I, I have to talk about Flint and this just wonderful idea that people had to try to revitalize Flint at the time. And I know what a. How honorable. I mean, and like also like fair game. Like I was like, we got to talk about crazy bones because I played with the crazy bones and you let me do that. So like, this is your crazy bones. Go to town. Go crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's very much, I, I think in general, in podcasting, in article writing, in videos, in whatever you do, it's fun to hear 
someone who has a personal connection with it, even though I myself um, was not alive when Six Flags Auto World was open, I can speak a lot to, you know, kind of what the town was because I was around, very, you know, soon after that. Um, and there's also some very, I don't know how much research you did. There's some major players in the creation of Six Flags Auto World that even I did not quite realize. I might have missed that part. I was really, I kind of got a little focused on like the closed, not closed and trying to understand that. And then of course I did my traditional e-pad, eBay deep dive, um, which was more fascinating than I thought it would be. I saw some weird products. There, there, there was some weird stuff, but also, okay, first of all, before we start, the, the logo to Six Flags Auto World is awesome. It is a very 80s logo, and it looks Describe really it for cool. us. So it's, it's, it's like got the big A, and it streaks across, and it's it got neon colors, and like it's got you know the bright orange and red, but then also some like purple and blue in there. And that was on a lot of the merch. And I'm like, I would definitely like now, like, especially with the eighties and the, you know, late eighties, early nineties kind of being very nostalgia. Like I could see someone walk around with a six flags auto world shirt and have some, like a lay person who didn't know what that was be like, Oh, that's kind of cool. It, it was weird when you suggested this topic, I thought there was an auto world. Like I thought that was a thing. So when you were like, yeah, this discontinued thing, I'm like, what am I thinking about? What, so did, I th- you, did, you, did you figure out what you were thinking about? Not at all. Okay. I mean... Maybe I'm thinking of AutoZone. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> they're, nothing, they're the exact same thing. Um, I, I've been to the Henry Ford Museum... The Henry um, Ford, so that's still open. And in, in 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 all seriousness, if you are in the area or are in the Detroit area for a vacation or anything, go check out the Henry Ford. It's a really, a, really great museum. They had a really it's, cool it's gift awesome. shop. And the only thing I remember about the museum, I was young when I went. And uh, the ir- ironic thing is, is I have never been your go-to traditional museum patron. I am not someone who's like, let's go to the museum. I work in a museum and I'm not the kind of person who goes. So like, I don't remember it very well, but I do remember the gift shop because I was able to get these like hot wheel style. I think they were called Johnny lightning. Okay. But these hot wheel style cars that were themed off of clue characters. Ooh. Um, And I still have them. I have, um, I I should take a picture and post them even though we're not talking about the Henry Ford museum, but they were, I have miss Scarlet, Mrs. Peacock and two different Mrs. White cars. Uh, Cause they cool. did two different generations. They did a, uh, the 2000 generation and the generation from the 1960s. Um, but part of the, the, the thing that interests me in the auto auto world, six flags, auto world in Flint, Michigan is the minute I was reading what this was, I was like, this should have been a museum, but yeah. I guess the Henry Ford museum is there. So, a car, another okay. car museum in Michigan. So we, we got to back up here. We got to start at the beginning. Uh, so Flint gets on the map because of General Motors. General Motors, uh, uh, the car company, moves in, gets a lot of their factories, offices, and everything in there. By, you know, in the 80s, GM started to pull out. And this is where Flint started to be on the downturn. 
because a lot of people were suffering then from unemployment because the the major employer of that area, why people moved to Flint, Michigan, is now moving out of that area. I mean, my dad Mm -hmm. worked in Flint and then had to move down to Detroit, which is not close to to, to Flint. I mean, it, it is in terms of like if you're comparing Flint to Detroit and Flint to California, but it's like a good hour and a half drive to get to Detroit. Like it's, it's, if you look at it on a map, you're like, oh, that's kind of close. But if you drive it, it's, it's, it's a, a distance, it's a jaunt. <laughs> um, so what, what do they come up with? They're like, how do we revitalize the area? Six flags auto world. <laughs> um, and you'll never guess who was kind of the, uh, uh, driving force behind this it was none other than c.s harding mott and his foundation's president william white what what do you know of the mott name that like apple juice exactly that is the guy the person behind mott's apple juice (laughs) and mott's juices uh was the person that decided you know we you know we we are going to uh, envision this. He originally envisioned like this automotive hall of fame where, you know, visit, you know, visitors are going to come and they're going to see this piece of automotive history, very similar to the Henry Ford. Um, and, and it was, it was going to be this really, really great thing. There was going to be a Hyatt hotel. There was going to be a convention center. Um, there was going to be all this stuff. And, um, with the idea of this is what's going to bring people in. And then it just, it was one of those things that was probably doomed from the start, but you know how when you sometimes get into a project or get into a task and you know, you've spent too much time on it, but you're so determined to get it done that you don't care how much this has cost you. You're going to finish it. I feel very called out. I know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about. So, so that's what Six Flags Auto World was. So originally, this was supposed to be a $28 million thing in 1977 when this was kind of first being concocted. And it ballooned to $60 million. And then ultimately, before opening on July 4th, 1984, it ended up costing a total of $68 million. So this is a pretty, pretty big... Uh, pretty, pretty big investment that they're trying to make. So when they pitched it at 28 million, it's like, no problem. This is okay. Um, well, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, oh shoot, you know, the original plan was that the city wasn't going to pay for any of this. So now we got to figure out some funds. So the mayor of Flint, that would be James Rutherford. He entered uh, discussions with the U S department of housing and urban development, HUD, um, about applying for housing grants for building Auto World, and then like a bunch of people chipped in. So like the Mott Foundation put up fourteen million dollars. Uh, the historic Flint Auto World Foundation was put in money. Uh, the state of Michigan uh, tossed in five million dollars, and um, uh, uh, former President Gerald Ford, who is famously from Michigan, he also donated to this project. So ton of people involved in this. But again, this was supposed to be like the oh, it's going to be so great. This is going to bring so many jobs. It's going to be amazing. Don't worry about it. People are going to love this. Um, you know, it's going to, I think the numbers were, it's like 500 minimum wage jobs and 1,800 jobs in the surrounding area to handle the influx of visitors. 
So this was not only bringing tourists in, it was also replacing some of the jobs that GM had had taken out. Mm-hmm. But um, it, the, 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 pro- the, the, the problem with it was it, it, it just, it never really, it, 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 it was, it was just tried to be too much of everything where it was like, okay, it's it was like be- this indoor amusement park, but also a hall of fame. And like, to me, it's, it, you're right. It sounded like they, they didn't pick a lane. And you need to when you're in that form of when you're in that kind of business, if you don't pick a lane and you try to be everything to everyone, you can't pull in one audience and it becomes the end of you. Well, and then, too, it was this Flint was on the decline and uh, tickets at the outset were eight dollars and ninety five cents for an adult ticket, which adjusted for inflation, everything today would be about twenty eight dollars per person. Jeez. So. Like family of four is costing you near, you know, a hundred dollars to get into the place. Well, this is a place that has an unemployment rate of, you know, 17%, I believe at the time, I think it was, it, it was one of the highest God. in the nation. It was, it was something ridiculous. I'm, I'm maybe I'm wrong on the 17%, but it was one of the highest in the nations. Very Did you cool. ask your, your parents, I'm assuming at the time would have been living in Flint. Yeah, yeah, they they, I I believe they went once. Um, I don't think I don't think I was not alive when it was open, so I would not have gone. But I'm, my parents, when I talked to them about it, said they went. Did, did like I I guess I'm more curious about like what was their like impression of like how the economic situation was in Flint. Did you ask them about that at all? Maybe I'm just like now I'm going off like real off the reservation, but just like to think that like the unemployment like if I was a citizen of a city whose unemployment rate was that weak. Like, I think I would almost be a little bit concerned that that was our big fix was an amusement park that you're going to charge me to go to, to fix the, like, I can't fix the economy. I don't have a job. Yeah. yeah. Well, and so that was the key is it was, this was supposed to be a tourist thing. Well, like I said, where Flint is located, it's not really near other things. Why does Orlando work as a theme park place? Because the theme parks are near enough to the airport that you can you can get in. Imagine if the nearest airport to from Disney World or Universal Studios was an hour and a half away. Yeah, that would no be a going. whole lot less convenient to get to. It's, I think the it, other nice thing about the position of Orlando versus Michigan is Orlando is on the edge of our country. So if you want to come in from out of the country, you don't have to fly to the dead center of the United States. You also like if you're coming from this, like unless it may be from Canada, it's a pain in the butt. But like from any southern area, it's closer from any European area, Western European area. It's closer um, than well, going and, to Michigan. And also a lot of times with theme parks like this, you know, again, Disney Universal, the anomalies. But because this wasn't going to be that. But a lot of the theme parks that we've talked about, these are your like day long adventures. And then the idea is not that this is the destination you're coming to. The idea is that this is one thing to do in the city that you, or the, you know, surrounding cities that you're going to be in. So if I'm flying down to Orlando, I'm just going to use this as an example. Again, I can go to Disney. I can go to Universal. Mm -hmm. I can go to SeaWorld. I can go to, you know, plenty of other places, even 
um, you know, I'm, I'm close enough that I could make it to the beach one day, like go out to either the Gulf coast or the, or the Atlantic coast and go to the beach. There, there's tons of stuff to do in Florida and Florida is really nice weather wise. Flint, when you were done with auto world, you were in one of the poorest cities in America that has rising crime rate and unemployment and not looking very nice. What else was there to do? So you yeah. okay, you spent your five hours at Auto World and had an amazing time, but then you then you were in Flint. And again, it's it, I mean Lansing is the capital. That's an hour away. Detroit's an hour, hour and a half away, depending on where you're going. You could go north, I suppose, and you know, hit a lake somewhere. Um there's just the 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 it was not necessarily like on your way to do something. You were going out of your way to try to experience Six Flags Auto World. And and it just didn't didn't work. And and boy what howdy you, did it not work. <laughs> what would you do, Matt, if you had to fix like what would your choice been to fix the economic issue in Flint, Michigan? It's kind of what they're doing now, to be honest with you. Um, Say more words. Now, the water crisis, unfortunately, killed a whole bunch of progress um, because it's hard to convince people to come live in a place. And not only that, it is hard to convince businesses to come and run businesses in the place when the water is not safe to drink. Um, like I, I didn't know the water to- wasn't safe to drink in, I'm assuming, is this Michigan as a whole? No, 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 this is just Flint. You, you don't I did this not know from... this. Please educate our, okay. our audience. Because if I don't yeah. know, I assume they this don't know. This was a big thing in the 2016 election cycle where um, it what happened was uh, <clears throat> Flint, it came out, this was a huge scandal, that the government, like, so the governor and everybody had in Flint had knowingly seen that there was lead in the water (gasps) didn't tell anybody and then so you know what i'm not surprised because they let you like the mercury thing in your high school and now this like (laughs) all adds up so what ended up so what ended up happening is now it's not just as easy as like oh we just give everybody some water purifiers all the pipes are tainted um mm-hmm. local restaurants can't like wash dishes in that or so i mean they have to ship in bottled water to be able to to do their dishes or serve water i mean it it really kind of stunted some of the growth because now there's just so much infrastructure work because you got to rip out all these pipes and put in new ones and it's it's still is a the lingering problem still going on oh yeah yeah it's still a lingering mess Jesus. um and so it, it, this kind of this was a big thing in the 2016 election cycle. So much that Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton debated, did a Democratic primary debate in Michigan in an auditorium that I have been in many, many times, the Whiting Auditorium. And because it was, you know, kind of this idea that like this is a hot button issue, we're going to go mm-hmm. to Flint and where this is happening and debate there. So. Um, so, but that aside, what they are trying to do is kind of bring back the old Flint in certain ways. So like there's a theater downtown that they re- they renovated and and built back up to do shows again. 
And then the other thing that they did was smartly was the University of Michigan Flint uh, is in town and they invested in that university. So they built dorms. Um, actually, what was Six Flags Auto World, the land was given to University of Michigan Flint. And I believe Auto World is now their nursing building. And so they've invested in that, kind of turned it into this college town type thing. Mm-hmm. And and that was that's been really nice. And then, like I mentioned, Whiting Auditorium, like this, this drew big name people. Like I've seen Yo-Yo Ma, the famous cellist, um, many musicals, you know, Music Man came and we saw Cats there. I Have we talked about how much I love the Music Man? I know we've we, talked about, oh, we have. I know we've talked about Ragtime, but I can never not pass up an opportunity to say oh, that I, mean, I have to love launch the Music into Man. <laughs> I mean, if we don't have time to unpack my love <laughs> of the Music Man. It is such an underappreciated classic musical. I know some people think it's boring or it's not like, you're wrong. It's an amazing musical. It's hilarious. I love it to death. Like I could, I could watch it nonstop. Love the music, man. Chef's kiss. Yes. So saw that at Whiting Auditorium. Plenty of other. Um, I, this this is not so much of a shout out now, but I saw Bill Cosby at the Whiting Auditorium. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh no! Not, oh, not a great Cosby. shout out now, but uh, which actually I have another connection to Bill Cosby coming up later. <laughs> In the same episode? In the same episode. This is loosely. Was he a related. spokesperson for Auto World at some point? No, he was not. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Uh, I'm going to tease that for later. Um, so, like, big name people were coming there. There's a um, there's a planetarium down there. There's a great museum. The Sloan Museum is down there. Um, there's great restaurants. There's um, it, it, it's it's really got good things there. The, the, like the foundation of a good city is there. They've got, Oh, the crim. I totally forgot. The crim is a big race. They, their downtown is a brick road and they do a big, like 5k marathon type thing every year. And it's called the crim. And I know a ton of my friends go back for it. And it's this big community event and it's super cool. Like, Why is it called the crim? I have absolutely no idea. This is one of those things that because I grew up there, I went, this is the crim. And I was like, yeah, it's the crim. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Great. <laughs> oh, it's spelled with a C, not a K. I'm yes, going to figure yeah. this out. Yes. So, uh, so the, the, the infrastructure is there now. And I, and I do think that Flint overall is doing better. Well, good. I like, totally I mean, it sounds that. like after, it sounds like they've gone through quite the ringer and they, they need it. Yeah. Yeah. Flint needs a win. Put it that way. Um, well, at least they have you. Yes, I am. I can, I can be Flint's child that became a a podcaster (laughs) like so many others. (laughs) Yeah. Cause I'm so unique. Um, so I, you know, I mentioned this failed disastrously and I have to get into how disastrously this was open for like six months full time. Like it opened July 4th, 1984. And in like six months, it was clear that attendance was not working. Like we're talking, uh, so, uh, so again, July 4th, this opens. And so uh, this is a direct quote from this article in a memo from Senator Donald Regal Jr. From his Flint office to William White, president of the Mott Foundation and spokesperson for the private investors in auto world. Regal was worried about low attendance as early as July 27th. So 23 days after this opens, the Senator is worried about low attendance. 
basically there's like 200 to 300 people there in the evening and there's like really no incentive to be there like people don't really know what this is it's here here's here's where it's similar to it's similar to what serial city usa was where it didn't know what it wanted to be it was like are you an amusement park are you educating me what are you yeah that's what so, I thought of when I read when I was reading about this. I was like, Michigan just can't. Michigan can't decide on an attraction, can they? Like between Serial City USA and this, they're like, it's everything. Yeah, it's just um, it's but- everything. And I mean, so this caused. I mean, they tried to fix attendance problems where they dropped the entrance fee after six p.m. Um, you know, they they tried to be like just open on the weekends or open certain days a week. I mean, we're, we're talking like it, it it just plummeted. And well, I think after their first year, they stopped being open year round. They just opened on weekends and holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then they, it was like only during this time of year, like they like, like only during the summer season, only during this season, like they got really specific to do anything to keep it and to like flip it and turn it. And they just couldn't pull it off. Like I gave them credit. They certainly tried. They tried, but this is not the first time that we've heard this. And I think this is the lesson that we're learning from this podcast and this season is that if you have a struggling town or a struggling area, or you're trying to bring tourists to, to a place, a Don't theme build park an is not the way park. to yeah, Amusement park is not the way to do it. <laughs> it is too expensive. <laughs> Try and something it's else. So, it's so hit or miss because there are so many amusement parks. So it's like, this isn't going to bring in something new. Like I know in Chicago, like we've talked about bringing certain things. To, not that you need to up tourism in Chicago, but like we're getting the Obama library um, there. We originally at one point were slated to get the um, for who, gosh, what's his name? Who's the guy who invented star Wars? Uh, George, George Lucas. Lucas. Weren't we supposed to get like a museum about George Lucas Oh, or the I star Wars know. museum or something? I we mean, were supposed to get that. some, I think we were supposed to get, like, the Lucas Museum. It's going somewhere else now. But, like, for a while, that was supposed to be in Chicago. Like, experiences that are so unique but speak to the entire population and that aren't an amusement park, that's what you're going to get. Well, I guess, and some of this stuff was just, it was just, like, normal fair type things. So, okay, so, I mean, the, 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 the or or you could get at, you know, anywhere else. So, I mean, the, the stuff that you couldn't get anywhere else is like, okay, history of, of Flint, walk down an old-timey Flint place. Cool, I guess. And but I love then, that. I love that idea of that old-timey, like, like Main Street USA kind of a feel. I like that. That stuff, like, tickles me pink. Yeah, but then you've got, like, okay, uh, go on a Ferris wheel, something you can do at, oh, I don't know, everywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> um, uh, they really sell you on the bumper cars by calling it the traffic jam. <laughs> Great. Everybody's favorite thing, getting into traffic. Uh, um, we're not, you know, do that. Um, you know, you've got a creepy audio animatronics uh, who explain the design of engineering manufacturing on automobiles. Um, you know, you've got, you know, a play area with a ball pit. You've got an IMAX theater. Um, so here's the thing with the IMAX theater. When I read that, I was waiting for them to say what this, I was waiting for them to say, and you did this in it. And they never said, it, and I got mad. The IMAX theater, there used to be, I don't think it's still there in, in um, 
Hollywood Studios slash MGM for those old school Disney people. There used to be a drive-in movie theater. That's what that should have been. The IMAX should have been you sit in an old car. I'm pretty and sure watch that's a movie. still there. That's a restaurant now. In MGM? Yeah, it's a so. restaurant. Okay, great. But that's what that should have been. It should have been you sit in an old car and watch a movie. That's what their IMAX theater should have been. Well, and then the, the other thing that I wish I could have a video of is on level three of this place, there was a humorous history of automobility. It was a dark ride that shows the development of the car and its influence on society and was apparently supposed to be a humorous take. And I, for one, would love to get my hands on the script for that ride. (laughs) Right? But at the same time, like, I think that's a cool way to do it. Like, if you were, like, a car on the assembly line, like, going through, that's the dark ride. You're on the assembly line and, like, you're learning as you go. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's really, really interesting. Um, okay, so there's some pictures of this place, because this is the other thing about this place. The outside of it is possibly the most unappealing facade you could have chosen. It's a boring brick building. That's it. <laughs> that says Auto World on the side. I'm like, okay. I mean, like, you couldn't... Where's the logo on the outside? <laughs> like, I have a feeling that Flint, Michigan didn't have the money to make it look It's not even a cool logo. You spent $68 million and you couldn't get a cool the cool logo on the outside of the building. Come on, people. They were um, busy spending money on other things. Apparently. Um, so you've got great looking souvenirs. And you've got some pictures of the inside of like people walking down the street. Again, it looks really, really cool. And then I promised you another connection to the to Bill Cosby. So what's hip in the 80s? It's the Cosby show. So I found a picture of a button that says, I saw Theo and Rudy at Auto World in Flint. So Malcolm Jamal Warner and, oh, I'm going to, uh, I'm her name is uh, Keisha Phillips, I believe. Uh, no, Keisha, yeah, no, 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 Keisha Knight, Keisha Knight Pulliam. Keisha Knight Pulliam, sorry. Sorry, Keisha. Um, Keisha Knight Pulliam. They apparently were at Auto World at some point, and you could have gotten a button that, said i met them at six flags auto world wow so malcolm Warner and keisha if you are what listening to this podcast if this podcast could, finds you could you imagine can you can you please come on we'll have you on for a special episode and i want to hear about your time at six flags auto world specifically i i would die if they did that i wonder if i can tweet at him for that you could okay you totally maybe could. i will what does he have going on? That's though. That's sad. I probably I'm not I don't he's know. not doing anything. But like, I mean, I, he, I'm sure he has time to come on two guys podcast to talk about an obscure time he went to Six Flags Auto World. I mean, who doesn't? Okay, maybe we'll try to do that. Maybe that'll be the Sorry, first. I like, tried to find. Time. I tried to find the button because I didn't. That button was. Not something I found when I did my initial eBay. I was like, I wonder if anyone's trying to sell that button. No one's trying to sell that button. Yeah. It's got, so it's got their picture on it. It's got each of their pictures on it. And then it's got, yeah, I saw Theo and Rudy at Auto World in Flint. Gee, Jiminy here, Christmas. I'll, 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 I'm going to send you the link of this. If there's a bunch of pictures on here. Um, yeah. So here uh, we go. So it's, it's like you just scroll down and it'll be there. <clears throat> so. Yeah, doom, doomed from the start. 
and didn't go well <laughs> and kind of put Flint in a deeper hole. Yeah, no, I imagine. Now, I'm assuming, again, because you were born there after they finally closed it, like, a decade later, that, like, they pulled them. Oh, God, there's the, oh, God, that button is very sad. <laughs> it's a very sad button. It's not a sad um, button. I, it's a, a sad button. button to me. Um, But I'm assuming, like, Flint had started to pull itself a little bit out of the muck by the time you came onto the scene. Kind of in high school. The joke was that we were uh, we were not voted. That's the wrong way of saying it. But by statistics, we were the most dangerous city in the U.S. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah, we had the most murders per capita. (gasps) Oh, yeah, it was it was. Yeah, it's it. it, And let me be very clear. Um, I did not grow up in downtown Flint. I very much grew up in the suburbs of Flint, a very affluent neighborhood. Um, so no, uh, to, to all of, you know, the people are wondering, was it just a war zone? It's like, no, no, no. Like (laughs) it's, did your parents work in Flint or did they work like in Detroit? My dad worked in, my dad worked in Flint until he worked for General Motors. So he, he worked there until General Motors moved. Um, and so, um, what did you do after they moved? So, but he then commuted to Detroit every day. An hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, one way. <laughs> That's so it, commitment. When, when that really happened, it was one of those, like, I, I want to say, you know, like my sister was getting, like, we were established in our school system and at our church and everything that I think my parents made the decision of, like, we don't want to pull our kids from this district to go move down to Detroit. Let's just stay here and and make this work. Mm-hmm. And um, I, they made it work. <laughs> <laughs> you got to sometimes yeah so uh um, okay so i did find out um to circle back to the crim 5k yes please um i know why it's named that now why is it named the crim educate it's me. named it's named after michigan house speaker bobby crim oh i feel like i did know that yeah that that sounds familiar now that's what it's named after okay Way to go, So Bobby. now we know, because I know everyone was scraping at the bit to know. Oh, I'm pretty sure all, anyone who was from Flint was like, oh, this guy. He's not from Flint. Well, where is, do you know where he's from? Bobby Krim? Yes. No. <laughs> well, now I need to know where he's from, because now you've brought it up. Bobby Krim Flint. No, uh, he's just the former Michigan State representative. Um, he's 90 years old. He's still, he's still alive. Um, maybe we can get Bobby Krim to come on the podcast. (laughs) Yes. Bobby Krim, come on our podcast and talk about not this thing. Um, what a weird, he was born. Ooh, wow. He's very much not from Michigan. He was born in Kennett, Missouri. I have no idea where that is. It's in Missouri. (laughs) Thank you. Um, uh, trying to think of someone who uh explores magellan for you for for you matt the moon so matt um would you bring back uh six flags auto world not in its current form i mean how would you bring it back okay i love your idea of like you are the car that's being built up and and i love that idea i love that as a dark ride 
Um, and, and that's the thing with like rides, so to speak. You don't have to do the like high tech, newfangled thing that the, the monsters, the giants of theme parks are doing. You don't have to do that. You can create something very, very simplistic and it's enjoyable. And I think there's a way to make an enjoyable experience about the car industry, the, you know, or the history of Flint or whatever you want to make it about. Um, you know, you can do Great Lakes stuff in Michigan. People love the Great Lakes. Um, sure I, I just do. think, oh, yeah, Great Lakes are awesome. Uh, they're super dangerous, but they're awesome. Uh, they're like, full of lead. Like, yeah, there's like a ton of shipwrecks in, in, uh, in the lakes. It's, it's insane. Have you ever heard? Ooh, quick side note. Do you know about the Christmas schooner that is sunk in Lake Michigan? Oh, no, I don't know about that. Okay, so this is a long story. We don't have time for it. But a long time ago, to get Christmas trees to Chicago, there was this schooner that would go down Lake Michigan and drop them off. And one year it sunk. And so there's this schooner at the bottom of Lake Michigan full of Christmas trees. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, there's a ton of shipwrecks in the Great Lakes because – the lake goes from, yeah, we're fine to we're not fine. Um, I know someone that's done the sailing uh, from Chicago to Mackinac Island, and I cannot imagine something more terrifying. Uh, How long does that take? Uh, I don't know, days. <laughs> I was hoping longer for a than I would want to be on a sailboat. <laughs> How many days does it take to sail from Chicago to spell? Ma- oh, there it is. This is it's, the it's, this is the content that you come for. Oh, the Chicago to Mackinac race. The Chicago yeah, Yacht race. Club's yeah, annual yeah. Chicago to Mackinac race is the world's oldest and longest freshwater sailboat race. Each July, nearly 300 boats make the 33-mile trip to Mackinac Island in two to three days. You know, I dated someone once who was really obsessed with doing a race from Lake Michigan, like, but I thought it was from Chicago to Milwaukee. Maybe it's that's what they meant was from Chicago to Mackinac Island. Yeah, yeah. So very cool, very cool thing. A lot of going on in Michigan. So, I, I mean, ultimately, again, you, learning the lesson of this podcast, I want it in spirit to come back. But practically, it just, it's so much money to invest in a theme park. That See, just, I don't think it, I don't think it makes sense as a theme park. I think it would have made maybe made sense as an educational institution. But then again, you have the Ford Museum. You're going to lose to that every time. And yeah, like now, should the Ford Museum have a dark right about being on an assembly line? Yes. Should the yes, Ford should. Theater have, should the Ford Museum have a drive-in movie theater style like experience? Yes. Um, you, We have a amazing thing that is dedicated to cars in the United States of America. So I think around me too, like, so we have a drive in near us. Like, we have one go, too out by me. Yeah, it's great. And so like, it's not, I don't know. Like I don't, I, I can just go do that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's something nice about like, I don't need to make sure that I'm tuned in. I like, I hear you. There's something nice about like, I think like you it's like, like how at a Disney world, it's like a themed experience. It's not yeah, like yeah, without yeah. having to go through the motion of being outside and sitting well, through I like, th- the diner is a perfect a perfect way that they do it in Disney World. I think that should be replicated all over. Like I would add the nineteen fifties diner, like Ma's yeah. diner. Yeah, you know that is that's technically what Ed DeBevix is. 
I mean, yeah, I, I would, uh, but I, I, I think those should be all over the place. Like, I would absolutely go to a restaurant where I get to sit in a car and eat my food while there's a movie going on. Yeah. Like, I mean, that, but that's more like, of that. again, like building an experience like that in Flint, Michigan, to me, doesn't make sense. If, to me, if you want to fix the economy of Flint, Michigan, like, you need to buy into the people who live there and not try yes. to get people to go. Like, yes. You need to make it a better place for people to want to live, to put their money into the city so that shops would exist there. Um, Here, here's what probably you should do. Bring employers in first. <laughs> like Instead of trying to build a theme park, maybe like bring in an employer and then build a theme park. And an employer that people can afford. Like don't bring in like Nordstrom. Like if there's if there's financial difficulties, you bring in like a Coles. Open a bunch, you know what I mean? Like that's what you should be doing. Like, no, to me, Auto World was trying to be too many things. It didn't pick a lane. It didn't need to exist. Like, I understand you want to help your town, but there's different ways, there's better ways to do that. And I feel like they were trying it like that's the again, to me, I was like you're in Michigan, so you think you need to connect to cars because Henry Ford. Like, that's all I could think of Yeah, when I was it, reading this story. Well, and it did feel like very much a politician's vision of something, where mm-hmm. it was like this, we're going to get this off the ground, and we're going to go down in history as the people that built up this great amusement park, and Six Flags attached their name to it. Um, and wow, this is going to be so great. This is how we're going to revitalize when, like, I think had anybody stopped and been like, okay, wait a minute, man, that's a horrible idea. <laughs> it, but it just too many people had this harebrained idea and had too much money to just throw around and you end up with a six flags auto world. <laughs> uh, speaking of money, you can throw around eBay. Yes. You can find a lot of six flags auto world merchandise on eBay a lot more than I was expecting. You can find a pitcher, some glasses, shot glasses, chip clips. The most expensive item caps around just under $200. And their hats. Two just traditional trucker style baseball hats that say Auto World on them. Nothing fancy. Those are the most expensive things you can get from Auto World on eBay. Here, here's the wild thing about some of the merch that I was seeing. Like, okay, here's a souvenir bell. Who in the world went to Six Flags Auto World and went, you know what I need from this place? A bell. Well, that's a thing people used to collect, like how people collected plates. Some people collected bells. That's a thing. Don't shame people. My grandmother collected some weird things. Don't. Well, she's still alive. So technically she still collects, even though she doesn't anymore. Um, I mean, I don't shame my grandma. Weird things, too. But still, I'm like, I, I just just a bell. No, thanks. Well, then don't don't buy it. Not gonna. I'm pretty sure the bell is on eBay. Well, what about this? The, the other one, the, the top thing is this fancy pitcher, too. And I'm like, what in the world is this? The pitcher isn't the most expensive item. It's not, but it's it's like eight bucks. That's really it's affordable. It's weird to me. It's a very weird item is the pitcher and the shot glasses. Shot glasses are another one that like. Again, people collect and people take shots. Do you take shots? I mean, not regularly. I don't do shots anymore. Like, people are like, let's do shots. And I'm like, I'm not 20. 
Yeah, see, I've I'm a done them because I have friends who are younger than me, and they're like, "Let's do this!" Like, come on, Chris, and like, I love drinking with younger people because <laughs> I'm old and I'm seasoned. Like, I know how to do some of these things, and so like, when I do something that I used to do in my younger days, like. I can down a hard seltzer without taking a breath, like full. And it scares the young people. They're like, oh no, the old man can do it. And I'm like, because I, I was young once. Yeah, I'm a cheap date. One, one drink and I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> it depends no on how much I've eaten that day, quite frankly. Like if I've eaten a lot, then yes. Um, it'll take me a few drinks. If I haven't eaten a lot, like today I haven't eaten a lot, like a drink would maybe make me feel a bit like, woo. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, oh, I, uh, this very random. Now we're talking about Flint. I had Fago soda the other day and I thought of you. Oh, that's right. I was letting get my hands on that. I'm going to, I'm going to figure out how to get, get some, get your hands on Fago soda. I just need to remember to take a trip to, I think you said Meyer's carries. Meyer, yeah, yeah. Just, you know, take a casual trip to Meyer and buy some Fago. I will. We'll do a whole special on Fago like we did about Mary's hair. Yeah, you know, I'm kind of thinking we may just do, like, we need a season where we, like, is just, uh, what, what would we, I don't know what would we call this, but, like, maybe, like, discontinued after dark or something like that. I mean, that makes it seem like it's going to be weird. Um, but, like, we can just talk about Because it already things. isn't weird? <laughs> well, anytime you put after dark on something, it, it sounds like it's going to be X-rated. And, like, that's just not something that we're going to do. Talking it's about an audio medium. If I take off my shirt, no one would see. Yeah. Um, and, like, we're not going to get weird talking about Fago soda. So maybe we'll just, I don't know. It's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Uh, maybe we'll do, uh, you know, <clears throat> episodes that are not thing, not discontinued things that we've talked about. And so we need to talk about them more. <laughs> I think that would be like a tester season, like where we get our hands on discontinued things and we test them. Oh. Okay. Okay. But that does right, sound well, expensive. Yeah, it does. <laughs> we're we're going to have to workshop this, but uh, uh, we've got only two more episodes in this season. So, um, and I, I think we have them, we have it all planned out. So we do. I know um, one of our upcoming ones is a fan request. So thank yep. you for that one. We're excited to do that. And our um, season finale, and we're going out with a bang. <laughs> yes, we are. I'm we so always excited. do. We never don't go out with a bang. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. And we got to figure out what we're doing in the next season so we can... Gosh only knows. Yeah, yeah. Sky's the limit. We can do anything. We could probably do one on every flavor of Fago Soda. We just ditch the discontinued theme and just become a Fago Soda podcast. (laughs) I feel like I know what I think would be an interesting twist. It would be a real left turn for us. We don't have to do it, but it's in the back of my head. We'll discuss it later. Um, Anyway, Chris, if they want to get a hold of us, how do they do that? Um, you can send your carrier pigeons to discontinuedondisplay at gmail.com. Um, and while they're flying, you can also have your birds on their social medias. Follow us on Instagram at discontinuedondisplay or at Twitter. Um, great for a bird, obviously, uh, to follow your carrier pigeon at discontinuedpod. Um, and if you're like really interested, you can always go to sorcerernetwork.com, which doesn't just share information about discontinued on display, but it also shares in, um, inform, information, information about our sister podcast, uh, Beers and Ears. I almost called it Sorcerer Network because I'm a lunatic. About our sister podcast, Beers and Ears, which Matt does with our friend Casey. And of course, Matt has been writing a bunch of articles, which have been getting quite a few views. And I know he shares information on how to see those 
uh, through the sourcerenetwork.com along with some blog posts that he does on sourcerenetwork.com. So make sure you're checking those out. And of course, Matt, please, please, please encourage people to enjoy spending time with you playing video games on Twitch. Yeah, so I, I, had, I had a lot of fun. I, I met a person from Italy the other night. That's exciting. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm streaming on twitch.tv slash, slash sorcerer Matt. It's just, it's fun. Fun and casual. Um, strategy games, wacky games. You know, I, 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 it, it's, it's just a fun time. It's a fun time. So if you want to spend a fun and casual time with a married man, head over to Matt's, uh, tw- uh, not Twitter, head over to Matt's I mean, my Twitter Twitch too. <laughs> stream. Matt, what is your Twitch stream? What's it called? Tell us about it. Like, just what do I play? No, like what? Like, how do they find you on Twitch? I just said that twitch.tv slash sorcerer Matt. Great. We'll just say it a second time. Why not? Okay. <laughs> just remind them. I Pretty clearly forgot you Matt. said it and I'm in the room. <laughs> Pretty much sorcerer Matt is my online, you know, name. So it really just, if you want to find me, just sorcerer Matt. Call him, beep him. If you want to reach him, if you want to page him, it's okay. That's for oh, all that the millennials a, out there. Wow, if you got my reference, deep, I haven't heard that one in a while. Okay, uh, we need to get out of here. Uh, we will. Well, before see you next we go, time. make sure we that you straight. rate and review us five stars, five stars, as Matt likes to say. Woo! I, I don't know why I just went and waved my fingers. Wait, did your jazz fingers? Your jazz <laughs> index fingers? I don't know what that was. Uh, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> we got so much more of the week to go. We'll see you next time, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for listening to a Sorcerer Network podcast.